tell you what, what we have here at church is pretty special. And I don't want to take it for granted. You guys are so, so awesome and so committed, and I'm thankful for that. And so I'm super excited to reconnect with you, even through this pre-recorded way uh, this week. I can't wait to see you next week when I get to, to, to be with you and to, and to see you face to face and to, uh, you know, smile big and see you smile big back and do all the fun things that we always do. And so I can't wait for next week, but I'm glad for this week. But, you know, coming back presents some challenges. You know, if you've ever been on vacation for a while and, you, and then you come back, it's like, whew. Man, I forgot of all the work that I've had to do, one. And then two, it's just different when you're back home. There's some good things. I love being back in my bed, right? I love dealing and knowing that, man, there's a soft spot and there's a hard spot. And, you know, I kind of get back familiar with my settings and I appreciate that comfort and that familiarity. But it presents some challenges, it presents some real challenges. Let me give you an example. We were uh, planning our vacation weeks and weeks ago and we knew we were going to go to the beach and... Um, now, you know, if for those of you who routinely go to the beach or, or, you know, like it, love it, hate it, indifferent, you know that when you go that generally you're going to be showing a little more of yourself than you may typically do, particularly in our area, right? And uh, so I didn't want to embarrass myself or my wife or my kids uh, with, with how I looked. And I think I, I needed to get into in some sort of a shape, a different shape than what I started out with. And so we had six to eight weeks. We got, all right, we're going to get this done. So we start making a plan, my wife and I, like, okay, we're going to cut back and we're going to work out. We're going to do all these things. So we jump into it to get ready. We set this goal and we start working towards that goal. And we're like, oh man, this is great. We're doing good. You know, I was really cutting back. I was doing some hardcore stuff. Instead of a whole pint of Ben and Jerry's, I was eating half a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Okay. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And so, I mean, I was really putting effort into this and uh, it, it required some sacrifice on my part. And I was like, man, this is tough. It's tough, tough, tough. But I knew it was going to be worth it when I'm sitting on the beach and I'm looking a little more firm and a little less of me. There's a little less of me to deal with. Right. I knew it was going to be worth it. So I was willing to sacrifice some of those things I really love, really love doing. I uh, really love lazing around sometimes, but I knew I had to cut back on those things to get to where I wanted to be. Now, that may be sound familiar to some of you. I think that's something that we all sort through, whether it's a physical goal that we're shooting for. We have to cut back maybe food or maybe it's a career goal. And we're like, man, I really need to to make sure I cut back on what I spend and 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 put forth just double the amount of energy I do at work so that I can attain this next level, this, get this promotion that I need. And I sacrifice so much of myself to get to where I want to be, right? It's a very common thing in our society. It's, it's really promoted by our society of, of using this mode of self-denial, uh, of ultimate discipline and self-control to set a goal, to cut back, to sacrifice, to get to where we want to go. And we see people with success stories. It's like, man, that's awesome. Look at them. They're able to lose the weight or they're able to get that promotion. They're able to get that house and look at all the hard things they had to go through. But it was worth it, right? And I'm like, man, great job. I mean, we appreciate you know, all the effort that goes into that because we know how hard it is. And we see that self-denial, that self-control is something just so admirable, so, so noble. Man, they really must have their lives together, right? To be able to, to do these things, to get to the places they're trying to go. Maybe you've been there. Maybe that's something you've built into to your life. You know, it's, it's not only cultural, it's, it's a religious aspect of that. There's a lot of religions all over the world that promote self-denial uh, to get you to this next level of where you need to be. And all that sounds good. And so what I say next might surprise you or maybe shock you a little bit, because I'm going to tell you something. I want us to stop. 
<laughs> I want you to stop it. I want you uh, to take that model of, of in the culture that we have of just this self-control, this self-denial, this taking all this sacrifice that I have to do only to gain myself and throw it out the window. I want it gone. Toss it. Right now, so wherever you are, I want you to just toss it out the window because what we want to do instead is open the front door. And we want to bring in a new model of self-sacrifice that Jesus teaches us. And so that's what we want to get into right now. What is that model that he gives us? Because his model is true self-sacrifice, not just self-denial and, and the way the world teaches us, is what's really going to bring us true and lasting fulfillment, true and lasting joy, like Pastor Jake spoke of last week, and true life. So let's break that down today. We're going to do that by looking at Luke chapter 9, verses 23 and 24. If you have your Bible, I encourage you, man, I, I highly encourage you to open it up and read that together. We're going to put it on the screen. It's going to be on the live stream. We're going to have it in the comment section. It's going to be everywhere, but I want you to follow along as we get into that. And we're going to find this morning, we're going to break this down into three G's, three G's. So let's look at Luke chapter 9, verse 23 and 24, and see what these three G's are and how we can apply it today, okay? All right, let's do it. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, Jesus is saying this. He says, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Verse 24, he continues saying, For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. All right, let's break it down. Three G's, right? So Jesus uh, is going to start here by saying you have to give up. That's the first G, giving up. You see, Jesus had told his closest followers, at least just the sentence before he gave this little speech, he tells them this. He says, I'm going to suffer I'm going to be rejected by everybody, even you sitting right next to me. I'm going to die and I'm going to be raised to life. Now, they didn't understand all of that, but he wanted it. He had to let them know that step was coming, that suffering, that rejection, that pain, that death was coming in his life because of what he had to say right here. Because he says that to his closest followers and he looks around and he sees a big giant crowd. Now, this crowd was made up of all sorts of people, plenty of diverse backgrounds, but most of them were seekers. Most of them were people who were saying, man, this Jesus is doing some crazy things we've never seen before. He's carrying his, he, he's doing miracles and he's speaking in such power and such authority. And he's speaking with such a truth that it's just, just completely different than anything I've ever seen or known or heard before. And they really were attracted to that. And he knew that. But he also knew that if he didn't give them the full lowdown, he didn't tell them all what's coming, then they would be at a severe disadvantage. He had to make sure they understood what it was going to take to not just be on the outside looking in, but to truly be lockstep with him, walking day by day, following exactly what he did and exactly what he taught. He wants to give them fair warning of the price they're going to have to pay to follow him. He says, if anyone would come after me. In other words, if you think you want to make that ultimate commitment, not on the outside looking in, but right there with them, being a real connected binding relationship, then you have to give up. Not just add to. You see, 
Jesus was telling them that day, and he's telling us this morning, that he doesn't just want to be the cherry on your life cream sundae, all right? That's not what he's looking for. Come after me. That call he gave to them and to us is a call to a passionate pursuit of the God who chose you, who gave up everything for you. Pastor Jake said last week that we have to choose Jesus. And when we do, that means we're choosing him over and above everything else. It means we're actively not choosing something else, aren't we? What we're doing there is giving up control of our life to the one who knows me better than I know myself. And you see, that's hard, but it gets harder because Jesus took it another step further. So he had to give up and then he had to give over. Let's continue. He says, uh, those who are going to come after me have to do three things. You have to deny yourself, right? You have to take up your cross daily and you have to follow me. So let's break that down a little bit. Deny yourself. Woo. Mm. A decision to give up of saying, all right, Jesus, I'm ready to give up. I'm ready to come after you as you've chosen me. I'm going to choose you. I've given that up. But now it gets hard. Now it gets real. Now your identity and your agenda is at stake. It's all on the line, right? Because that decision you make for Jesus is going to bump into all those things. It's going to bump into who you are and what you want to be and what you think you need to do. And when it does, you're going to have another choice to make. Do you deny yourself? Do you deny your desires? Do you deny your pleasures? Do you sacrifice who you feel you are, right? Or who you want to be or who you want to be known for to experience love in a relationship with Jesus that is unequaled? Or do you hold the things in your life tighter and miss out on that rich and full life that Jesus is calling you to? Because that's exactly what he's saying it will take. His call to deny ourselves goes way beyond giving up some small things. It means allowing him to reshape our entire life. Our entire life. That means our sexuality. Our gender roles. Our preferences. Our desires. Our reputation, the things that we think are the best parts of us that we're so proud of and the things that we think are the worst that we never tell anybody. He says, you better throw it all on the table because it's gone. You have to give it all away. All chips pushed into the middle and he's going to go, whoop, they're gone. They're gone. To take and do with what he will. You're going to give all of that over. We all have to give it all over to him. That's extreme. That's an extreme step to take. Extreme. What makes it even harder and really brings the point home is what he says next, though. He says, not only do you have to deny yourself, he says, you have to take up your cross daily. Now, what does that mean there? When you think of a cross, what is it? I'll give you a minute to kind of process that. Put that mental image in your head of a cross. What do you see there? I don't just mean the, the wood and the symbol. What does it stand for? Yeah, it stands for humiliation, doesn't it? It's an embarrassment. It's an exposure. It's a pain that you want to avoid. And it's ultimately death. It's exactly what the cross is. So in effect, what Jesus is saying here is that he's telling us that the full measure of self-denial that he is asking us to go through is self-death. 
It has to be willing to take the cross that we may wear around our necks and to carry it on our backs instead. To take one painful, humiliating step at a time up a hill to our death. That's what he's asking us to do. That's what he's telling those people that morning. That's what he's telling us today, that we have to be willing to take it all on and to die to ourselves, to our agenda, to our identities and to our perceived rights. It's all on the table. And as crazy and as hard as that sounds, and it does, I will readily admit, Jake said it last week, I'll reinforce that. We believe in some crazy stuff, okay? If you go all in on this, this is some crazy stuff. This is some hard stuff. And this is just one piece of that puzzle. He's saying you got to die to yourself. Give it all up. And when you do that, you're not going to benefit from it. You're not doing it in the way that the world and the way that other religions promote. You're not giving up your entire self so that you will become something better. So that you will be able to live your best life. So we to obtain this next grade or, or level of enlightenment. Forget that. When you're taking this level of self-sacrifice, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it all for Jesus and all for others. And how we know that is because of the cross that Jesus took on himself, right? You see, Jesus's cross wasn't for his benefit, but for ours. He gave over every single thing, not so he would gain a better life, but so he would give life to everybody else. 1 John 3.16 encapsulates this so beautifully. He writes this, he says, by this we know love. This is what love is. Not the fairy tales, not what the TV tells you, not what uh, a Reddit, subreddit tells you, not what your friends are buying you into. It is this, by this we know love, that he, being Jesus, laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for each other. And see, that's the difference between cultural and religious self-denial and Jesus' model of self-sacrifice. Because the goal of those things is to benefit you. The goal of Jesus' self-sacrifice that he calls us to in our lives, and our walk and journey with him, doesn't benefit us. It doesn't. It's there to benefit somebody else. It's there to benefit everybody else. To give up everything we have and pursue God with all that we have and to serve others at our own expense. We can only do that by taking the third part of giving over, and that's following him. You see, Jesus is a great leader, and he never asks us to do anything he wasn't willing or hasn't done himself. You see, Jesus' cross led him to his death, that he gave everything for us, and that is exactly what he's calling us to, but he's not calling us to do it alone. When he says, follow me, he means I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to help you take each step up that hill day by day, death by death as you get to the top and everything you are and everything you thought you were going to be is going to be gone, but I'm going to be there with you. Not only that, I'm going to bring people alongside of you. I'm going to bring people who are dying every day too. And you're going to be a part of this community that's going to pick each other up when you fall down. This when, you get, when things get hard and the cross is heavy on your back and you think I can't make it another day and I'm tired and I want this for me. I need this for me. I need to self-care, right? I need to take care of myself. I need to take this cross off for a minute. And everybody says, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Wait, it's worth it. The journey is worth it. The death is worth it to get to the other side, right? 
He brings you along. He goes ahead of you and he brings other people around and says, we're going to do this together. We're going to die together. To truly get to life together. It's going to hurt. It's going to stink. It's going to suck. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it because it's going to be worth it in the end. Just so we're all certain on that, just so the people that day were certain on that, he puts it into another way. He rephrases it in the sentence on verse 24 here in chapter 9 of Luke. He says, For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. See, we've got to give up. We have to give over. We have to give all. All. Because our natural inclination in our life is to keep it. I'll lose it. And Jesus knows this. That's why he put that here. That's why he threw it in there. He knows that we see giving up and giving over is foolishness. It's dumb. Why? Why would I put myself out there? And what level do I need to, what, what do I need in my life that I'm willing to sacrifice every single thing? What could be so good that I'm willing to do that for? What is it? Especially if you're saying you're not going to get a benefit from it, then what am I doing this for? That means I have to be open. That means I have to be vulnerable. That means I have to put myself out there so far that other people are going to know my innermost thoughts, secrets, and fears. And we're going to have to work through that together. We're going to have to die together. That makes no sense. Why would I do that? Now, I think we got it twisted a little bit. And again, that's our natural inclination, right? Instead of looking at how much we can gain, we see how much we can lose. But the point of Jesus' call and the love that he gives to us and the love that he calls us to, calls us to that vulnerability, calls us to count the cost, but to know that the cost is worth it. Because let me tell you something. Those things that don't cost anything aren't worth anything either. You know, we want something for free. We want to add Jesus to it. And say, oh, I want to run to you when I need you, but I don't want all of it. I don't want to go all the way yet. That hurts. That's too painful. And he's saying, you go all the way because if you're not willing to pay that full price, you don't get the full blessing and you don't get to bless others because of it. Count the cost. It costs you everything. But it's worth it. But it's worth it. But that means you've got to be vulnerable. It means you've got to open up. It means you've got to love in a way you've never loved before and be loved in a way you've never loved before. And that's hard. So incredibly hard. C.S. Lewis, love C.S. Lewis. Always get to use, I always love to use a quote if I get a chance to, and I'm going to put one right here because he, he expresses it so beautifully. He says this, to love at all is vulnerable. Love anything and your heart will certainly be wrung and possibly be broken. If you want to make sure of keeping it intact, you must give your heart to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully around with hobbies and little luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in a casket or a coffin of your selfishness. But in the casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken, but it will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. The only place outside heaven where you can be perfectly safe 
from all the dangers of love is hell. You see, when we're so consumed with holding tight to what we have or who we are and reject Jesus' call of giving up, giving over, and giving all, we ultimately lose eternally all the earthly good we're trying to keep. What we have to come to realize is that Jesus' love and call of self-sacrifice, self-death, is more powerful and more valuable than anything on this earth. So much so that it's worth dying for. So if you're here this morning and you're like one of those in that crowd that day and you're seeking, you're on the outside looking in and you say, wow, this seems really hard. This seems almost impossible. It is. You have to first understand that Jesus has chosen you first. That to say, I have to give up everything, you have to understand he has given it up all for you. There's nothing you've done, will do, or can do that's going to turn his love away from you. That he is passionately pursuing you and that he is just calling you to respond in kind. To give everything you have over to him because he's given it all to you first. When you realize that kind of love and that kind of power in your life, you are changed forever. And that's what he's calling you to. He's calling you to die to yourself so you can experience a life like you never had before. So if you're here this morning, you're tired of being on the outside looking in and you're ready to step into that long lasting, binding, fulfilling relationship with Jesus. It starts right now, right here. We're going to give you a moment to respond to that in just one minute. Hang tight. Don't leave just yet. Hang with me. Okay. But I want to close here with believers before we pray. Those of you here in this house watching me on this big screen up above my head right now, and you're listening and you think, well, that sounds good. I, maybe I need to do that. Maybe I don't. Maybe I feel like I'm good. Maybe I feel like I'm not. I want to leave you the word of challenge and a word of encouragement. Okay, let's do this because this is for me too. All right. I pray, I pray that we are more eager to lose ourselves than to find ourselves. I pray that we are more set on the cross than we are on our own glory. And I pray, finally, that we are more willing to give up, to give over, and to give all to Jesus. So that in our death, others may have life. So what I want to happen now is I want all heads bowed. I want all eyes shut. I want everybody taking just a moment because we're not here just to simply engage with each other online or in person. We are here to engage with the very real God of the universe who is here right now. Right in this space, whether it's your living room, your bedroom, your bathroom, or this church, he is there with you right now, laying out this choice before you. Will you come after me or not? Will you give up? Give over and give all or not. If you're ready to do that, if you're ready to go 100%, 
take up your cross daily, to be willing to give it all away. Today's your day. Now, I'm going to say that this, this is why we bow our heads. This is why we close our eyes in, in house. You don't have to do that where you're at in your house. But in our house, we do this because this moment can be completely and utterly embarrassing. I'll admit it. I'll admit it. And it should be because what it happens is it's a realization that we don't have it figured out, that our good isn't good enough. But it's also a realization that God's love for us and Jesus is more powerful than our mistakes. And that he wants us even though we failed. He wants to give us life even though we've been living in death. And so this is your chance to respond. So let's do that together. If you want to make that decision for Christ, you do it by simply calling out to him. You can be quietly. You don't have to say it out loud or you can say it out loud. It just depends where you're at or who you are, what you're comfortable with. But you need to say words like this. You can repeat after me or you can uh, say words that are similar to these. But the concept is the same. You just need to commit to God and say, hey, Jesus, I don't have this figured out. My life is messy. It's dirty. I've made some mistakes on purpose and on accident. And it's brought nothing but hardship. And the little joys that I find just kind of get me by. But what I'm really looking for is your ultimate joy. And I admit that I've messed up. I also want to say that I want to follow you today. That I need your forgiveness. So please forgive me. And that I need you to wash me over in your love. And I want to follow you today with all that I have. Help me to do that, please, Jesus. If that's you, and you have said that prayer or a prayer like it, you've called out to him in desperation, that you're ready to give up, thank you. That's hard. If you're here in person, I encourage you to raise your hand if you said that prayer. We want to make sure somebody will follow up with you. If you're online, you got a comment that I want you to like or love that you responded to that. You said that prayer where you're at because I want to follow up with you. We want to make sure you know that the next step isn't a lonely walk into, into you don't know where. That it's a journey following Jesus and being surrounded by a group of people who are walking that journey with you by this body of Christ, especially here in our little community. So awesome, so rewarding. That's what he's calling you to. So slip your hand up if you're here. Don't let this opportunity pass. Like or love that comment. Don't let this opportunity pass. Take this moment. Take this moment. And give it all up. And find life this morning. All right, amen. For believers and for everyone else, we're going to wrap it up with this prayer right here. Jesus, Lord, thank you that you have given us the ultimate example. But also you've promised us for those who follow, trust and believe in you, that you are with us, that you put your spirit inside of us, that you take up residence in our house, Jesus, not where we're physically living, but our physical bodies. That we know that day by day that we cannot do the things you've asked us to do. But God, you bring us in your holy wisdom and holy grace, and you bring us to these moments of self-sacrifice, and you say, here it is. Here's another chance to follow you or continue to do what we think we need to do. Father, I pray that at this moment, whether we've just made a decision to follow you or we've been following you for a decades or a lifetime, that this moment is another chance to give it all over to you, to give it all up over to you, to say, hey, there's some part of me that I'm holding back and I want to give it out on the table that it's yours today, Jesus, so that you can remake me, so that you can bring me through death into new life, so that I can feel that resurrection power. But ultimately, that it's not about my benefit, but it's so that I can give that away to somebody else, God. Let me experience it, Jesus, so that I can pass it on, so I can be open-handed in what you've blessed me with, so that my death leads to life 
and others, just as your death on the cross, Jesus, gave me life. Life now and life eternal. God, I pray that as a church, we live it, we breathe it, we die every day for each other and for you so that someone in our neighborhood, our family, our friend circle, our community will find that life that they've been missing. Thank you, Jesus, for your death, your life, your resurrection power, and our call today to do the same. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, church. We made it. We made it through. We got to the end of this crazy experiment this morning. Next week, I'll be with you in person. For those of you online, this was a great time. I love hanging out with you. I love chatting with you in the comment section. Can't wait to see you next week. Make sure that you, you take time to follow us on Facebook or on YouTube. Check us out. we got lots of content. We want you to be part of it and engage with us as we partner with you doing life together. All right? Even if you're not a believer yet, keep checking with us. We want you to be there. All right? It's okay. Partner with us. All right? As we see God change this community and change your life through it. Amen? All right, as a church, thank you so much for being here. You've got something special coming. You got to get to worship uh, together as a church. I don't know if you came in here with nothing to be thankful for, but I pray right now that you have something to be thankful for. You know that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for you, and so that you can pass that on to somebody else. So if you have nothing else in your life to be thankful for right now, that's the only thing you need. So I pray that you take this moment right now to lift it all up to him, that whatever song you're going to sing, that you're going to sing it so loud, I can sing it with you from my house, that we're going to do this together, that we're going to worship the God that has given everything to us so we can give everything to others. Amen, church? Amen. All right. I can't wait to see you in person next week, and I'll see you online next week too. You guys be good. Follow Christ with all you have this week. Amen. Amen. See you next time.